When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, Moan? Let's see those pearly whites. Let's see them. Look mm-hmm. at that. Somebody <laughs> was just at the dentist getting I, a cleaning. Man, I had to go, one, because my wife was like, hey, we had this appointment. I don't know where you're going to get in again. And I was like in Nashville on the way back home. It was like, can you get in now? I'm like, yeah, I can get in. And I was like, I need to be out at this time. It's like, okay, cool. By the way, I will say a little bit later, but my teeth, uh, DK. Oh, really? Is that right? So she was like, you know, you don't really have any tartar on your teeth. They're so nice and clean. But I had just eaten, though. That was the only thing I was so bad about that. I just ate. So that sucks. You just ate before you went into the dentist's office? When the wife tells you, like, hey, you had a dentist appointment, I had Uh, to make it at that point. It's not okay. I know. (laughs) The dentist is looking at you like, really, man? In no respect for what I do for a living. Picking food out, DK. I'm going to be real with you, man. It was really just like, goodness gracious, man. But that was the first time I've ever done that before. And um, it wasn't that bad, she said. So I'll take that. All right. Let's let's do a show here. Let's do a show, DK. Where's my bell at, man? I'm a little frass, but if you – yeah. <laughs> Monica, Halo, Mike, you're right about that. That was a little bit of that in there too, man. Mm-hmm. You ready? Uh-huh. Start the show. Moan, Kenny Pickett has not been known to be a, a, a great quote. Not in his time at Pitt, not <laughs> at the Steelers. That's what we call in the journalism business, a great quote. Somebody who's just a fantastic talker who basically writes your story for you because they're so clever and so crafty. That's not Kenny. However, Kenny said something today that I think is going to catch some people's attention. He said that the offense is nowhere near where it needs to be. That was his term. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And now the self-reflection, the self-criticism and so forth isn't to me the headline out of that as much as Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. How much higher, how much better, how much more efficient can this be? 
what do you see, Moan? Is is this is this an offense that's falling short of its own bar, or is it just not that great? Uh, you know what I've heard the conversation, DK, and I've had with other folks too, is what if he catches on, Kenny? I think a lot of the answers that you can get from Kenny Pickett is based on how he is. Because I think if you look at what this offense should be capable of doing, even if the offense have a bad day, if he can throw them out of a problem, then you feel a whole lot better about what you're doing. Right, DK? Like, that's mm-hmm. the issue that comes to mind when Kenny gives you an answer like that, man. It, it, it sounds like it's low-hanging fruit to say, oh, we're not where we need to be. And I almost feel like that's a personal t- attack on himself. Be like, we'll be a whole lot better if I do good. If, as Jay Hannah just said right here, let's go quarter four, Kenny. Why do we got to wait for the fourth quarter for you to start going, Kenny? And I think that's got to be what he means. Imagine that style of offense in the last, in the second half, DK, from beginning to end. There is always in the athlete's mind, especially when you're, you're knee-deep in it, DK, that if we can just put all of this – into one frigging game, there's a lot to fear from us. Yeah, and that that's actually what I want to hear from you, Moan, which is, you know, you've, over different points of your career and different points of Ben Roethlisberger's career, those, of course, having overlapped completely, <laughs> when you weren't getting it going early in games, what were you talking about? What was the process, even going into the game? Because you, you would hit some spells like that, too, yeah, you we guys. Would. Okay. Uh, it, it always resorts to the small things, whether that be Kenny setting his feet, understanding what the defense is trying to do to you. Again, the growth of the league is a year-to-year thing, game-to-game, week-to-week situation, right, DK? Mm-hmm. In those moments, you say, let's make sure we take care of the small things, and you, person to a person, you just do the thing that you're supposed to do. If you got the A-gap on the block, just block the A-gap. If you're just supposed to stalk the uh, DB and run him off, do that because you stalking them and running them off is a small thing that's simply doing your job. I hate it hearing the Patriots motto and mantra, just do your job. But that crap, DK, it works. It's <laughs> so true. So it's, it's that thing of it, right? The small thing, DK, and doing your job. The other thing is this, finding the rhythm of what works, right? What was mm-hmm. it in the second half and in the fourth quarter for Kenny that gets him working? And that's usually the search, DK, when you're in those moments. How do we get, right? How do we get all of that in one game? And it's usually the coaching staff communicating with the player to the players being real with themselves about what they're capable of. And, and, and that's what those meetings are when you get to those point. when you get to that point. Like, how do we get off starting? Small things, doing your job, and figuring out what works well. And that mean that might mean cutting some stuff out. Yeah, that's the part that, that that you'll hear commonly, and this is actually true across professional sports. When things get complicated, start simplifying them. Yeah. Okay. Get back to basics. Get back to stuff that you've been doing your whole life that you know you can do. Don't overreach. Yep. Uh, but what does that look like when it comes to this offense? Because I don't look at this offense and think, "Oh man, here's something real sophisticated." Like you know what I'm saying? Like. Uh, saying to simplify things for an offense that a lot of people already see as being pretty vanilla or Saturday-ish or whatever you want to call it, that doesn't seem like a plan, you know? Okay, so to go more in-depth about that, well, well, maybe it's not that side of it, DK. Maybe it is very simple. Maybe it's guys feeling like, uh, and and we've all been there, feeling like you got to be Superman on each play. 
Mm-hmm. So like we might not notice the little small things that guys are doing that's actually hurting the team. Like, hey, uh, I'm teaching you to this play is supposed to be a hit backside. That's one thing we've seen. I feel like if you've been on social media or if you watch the game, Najee and Jalen want to bend the ball back super fast every single time. Sometimes it's just taking what's there. Maybe this isn't a bend back. If it looked like it's opening up front side, DK, then mm-hmm. get what? Keep it front side. It's those things. If yeah. I'm supposed to just block on the right side of the uh, of, of the line, stay on the right side. Stay on the right side. Yeah. Are you coming here? Because you're right. There is some 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 basic style of offense that they're running. And maybe it's just guys doing a little bit too much. Okay, those are that's usually it in those moments. But I also say this again, and I cannot say it enough. I think it's Kenny self-evaluating himself to you guys. I feel like he's feeling a lot of the pressure. Of, of what this offense is doing right now, DK. I, yeah. Quarterback, you have to, and I'll say this too, that pressure is probably also why he performed the way he did in, in, in L.A. Well, then, okay, to an extent, he has to self-reflect and whatever else on whatever it is that he's doing because it's cute, it's cuddly, it gets you all the headlines, but it's not okay. It's not okay. It ain't. All right, he he has to be better than this. He has to be uh, more consistent in his approach. Now, that also goes for the rest of the line because Moan, we can look at these first three quarters. We're not going to see anybody else rising up either. We're just not. No, you're not. But what? That's the thing, though, DK. What's there is already good. It's a matter of them dudes figuring that crap out. Like we spoke about this yesterday, as far as inserting uh, Joey Porter Jr. into the starting lineup, or people want Broderick Jones in a starting lineup, DK. The reason older like guys like Pounce was able to do that because you had a lot of experience that could guide him along the way. We still got to realize this is a very youthful group together. They're young as far as the amount of reps they've had together. Two years max, right, that this guys, these mm-hmm. guys have really had together. From the quarterback to most of the wide receivers to the offensive line. That's all they've really had is two years together, DK. A lot of this is growth. They don't have the maturity to understand how Brock Purdy's operating the way he does when that San Francisco offense is working, right? Look at what, what uh, Cincinnati's going through right now. They got a young quarterback with a bunch of young skill guys like Jamar Chase that is somewhat complaining because he don't get the ball or the fact that they've shuffled that offensive line in and out. But let's look at a team like Cleveland that's got a bunch of older guys. They're finding ways to win with a – who was their quarterback this past weekend? I have no idea. <laughs> but they're I'm finding so proud ways. Of that. You see what I'm saying? They found yeah. ways to win because they got a very veteran offensive line. They yes. got some skilled players that have been there before. They, got, they got some that block- defense. Yeah. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. So that's sometime it we will overthink it, DK, but that may be the experience side of it, right? And that's why they always say, get you a really good team, right? And a really good franchise quarterback who's on a rookie deal. Why, DK? Mm-hmm. Because if you get oh yeah you get the you get all the benefits you get all Payroll, the benefits wise everything yeah it 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 all goes in into play. PJ Walker's who it was. Thank you guys. Yeah, I I just see, I, I see the fourth quarter, and I can also see, and I think this is what happened here. Just kind of reading between lines here. You're in Los Angeles. You're out on the wrong side of the country. Okay, and you're everybody's happy, and we did it. We won, and yeah, 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 and you're high-fiving everybody and fist-bumping everybody in the locker room, whatever, and you get on the flight. You sleep like this the whole way home. You get back to the south side. You watch the film, and you go, I, why couldn't we do that the whole game? Yeah. 
Well, well, well and, and that's that could actually be frustrating, right? Yeah, it could be, DK. Uh, but again, that comes to growth and experience. Like, <laughs> I hate to keep relying on the older dudes when I say this, but wh- why could you trust Ben, right? Experience. Tom Brady, experience. Peyton Manning calling and checking at the line <laughs> of scrimmage. Experience. This offense don't have a whole lot, but what sucks is the other side of the ball is somewhat aging, but somewhat uh, like young in the same sense, though, right, DK? Mm-hmm. You're without Cam, um, you got uh, Pat Peterson figuring out his way in this league, but of course you got Mika, you got TJ, you got Alex, you got Larry, right? Those guys in that middle linebacker group that can kind of carry them, can kind of carry them. Like this amount of experience, I think, has almost been understated and undervalued when you look at where this team is at. I, it's hard to say still if Kenny's the guy. I'm just gonna throw that out there right now. You don't know. I'm, it's hard to say that, right, DK? Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's an fair assessment of him. I think it's that's very fair. A hot take to say that because he was drafted in the first round. He's made some plays, but you also question: Is this going to be who we get, the hot and cold guy? Yeah. What if we're too far out of games? Can you actually do this throughout the course of the game? There's one thing you knew when Ben said his mind to it. If he said, we're going and we're driving, DK, you just put your seatbelt on and sit up, right? That's it. <laughs> Pull out MapQuest if he needs something. Kenny ain't there yet, but I don't even nope. know if he has it in him to do those things yet. We don't know that. We know that he's had you know, six fourth-quarter comebacks Crazy. in 18 career games. Now, on one hand, and, and it's funny, Ben used to joke about this. If he had all these fourth quarter comebacks, what was he doing falling behind all the time? <laughs> For real. <laughs> but you'd rather see something that's a little bit, you know, that's that's more mechanical, that's more efficient, that's more predictable. Okay. Yeah. I don't mean that in the negative sense. I mean that in the good sense from a consistency standpoint. And I, the thing that I keep coming back to here is the first drive. Okay. I keep coming. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I keep coming back to, can you have a situation where things are the plays that you put into place are like 95 percenters. Okay. Real no brainer. Absolutely. This is going to work every single time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you pull that off? Um, What are those plays? What do they look like? Uh, that's what I'm talking about, Moan. You guys had plays that you knew were slam dunks, right? And so that's what I'm saying. Look look at the age of this group as far as them working together. You had, what, two starting free agents on the O-line last year. You had wide receivers in and out of the lineup. Deontay finally becomes a guy. You got new guys this year um, with injuries on the, the tight end position. Dan Moore being out of game or two. Um, so there's a lot of fluff that's thrown into the development of this group. I don't want to make an excuse for it because here's the thing, though, DK. Mm-hmm. If Kenny does get hot, right? And it really does lay on Kenny. And I hate to say that, but it does. If it if he gets hot, because if the run game sucks, okay, if the run game sucks, but he can muster out first down after first down. And I saw this, uh, somebody said this. Yes, Evan, he does need to step up in the pocket. If he gets more comfortable stepping up, keeping his eyes down the field and not getting skittish in the pocket. 
DK, the run game opens up because they got to drop back a little bit more. But Evan's Evan's specific reference about stepping up in the pocket, I know exactly the play he's talking about, too, where you, you look at that and you go, that's all right. You can do that, too, to help out your O-line. You can do that. Go ahead, DK. If it's coming in on you, get out of there, but go forward. Oh, forward. That throws everybody off. So you can either take off running it with his speed, and he does have good speed for a quarterback. Yep. That's just, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's 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 a puzzle, that's for sure here. Uh, Don Solo comes in as a new member. Jordan comes in as a new member. And A.J. Dub makes sure that he takes care of, of 10 with a, a, a gift of 10 memberships. That's really cool, guys. Thank you. That is a dub right there, A.J. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when we come back, when we come back on this fine program, we're going to engage in the only segment that really mattered the entire time anyway. That's Hey Moan, and I got a good one to start us off with, DK. All right. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. All right, welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Something I neglected to mention at the outset is that he's Ramon. Yeah, yeah. In Hendersonville, Tennessee, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports in downtown Pittsburgh here at our headquarters and shop, where exactly a week from today... There won't be any uh, divider line between us. See that there? Oh. Look at that. Look at that. Look at you, man. Because Moan will be here. Yeah, we'll be. Really, really cool. We don't have exact time, exact coordinates and all that, but we'll let you guys know as soon as we hear uh, or learn learn any of the specifics. No doubt, man. But Uh, uh, I do know this. You're going to be in a hotel across the street. That's going to be crazy, man. I'm going to walk right on in there, DK, and have a good time with my dog. Yeah, all sports teams, uh, visiting sports teams, stay in the hotel across the street here on Fifth Avenue. That's funny because Coach T used to put us all out the way. Whenever we go in town somewhere, it's only been a few times we actually stay in the city. He's going to put us in in, in the middle of nowhere most times, DK. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, here we have one four-star hotel downtown, and that's the one where everybody's at, including the Colorado Avalanche right now. Just watching them sign autographs uh, out, outside the uh, lobby over there here. A little bit of coin says, our offensive line has to keep getting better. Kenny definitely was better staying in the pocket. Be nice to have one or two QB runs per game, too. Boy, am I glad somebody brought that up. What happened to the yeah. designed quarterback runs, Moan? That was supposed Uh-oh. to be, even the head coach was boasting about it. We're going to have three or four of those a game. Ah, uh, that sounds good until you put your quarterback in harm's way or he gets slammed on the ground. Plans are meant to change. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say to you on that. If it's there for Kenny to move forward in a safe way, yes, that's fine. Kenny ain't a real big dude uh, unless they just really <laughs> want Kenny to be a sacrificial lamb and, and, and plan on drafting somebody after him. I don't want to live in a world where we're quarterback to quarterback. I love the idea that we're bringing that up. But do you really want your quarterback having design runs that don't run a 4-3? I mean, I'm not going to suggest that Kenny should turn into Lamar Jackson okay. here or something. But, you know, if I see grass in front of me, I want, I want in front of him, I want the quarterback taking what's there, you know? Uh, yeah, it's not like he fair. doesn't know how to slide, right? 
No, no, that's a hundred. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh-huh. <laughs> he better learn how to slide if they're going to incorporate some runs. But here's the thing, though, DK, before we go deeper into hate mo, the idea that this group want him to uh, slide, right? They want mm-hmm. him to run a little bit more. And all that will happen is if he got hurt is they will blame Matt Canada. They, oh, yes. They would. Absolutely. <laughs> they would blame Matt Canada, DK. Like, come on, man. No, exactly, exactly. Uh, Ryan Lytle has a question for you here, Moan. He says, he says, hey, Moan, how do you think we match up against Jacksonville? Uh, you, see, you, you see the Jaguars more than most, AFC South team. And, uh, what, what strengths do you think we should focus on against them? What strengths? Um, man, they are a solid team. I don't, I don't think you guys understand that. Both sides. Um, yeah, we think we still think of them as the as – the, you know, pathetic Jaguars that got Trevor Lawrence drafted. No, they got rid of Urban Meyer and have become a team, okay? They're ninth in points scored right now, and their mm-hmm. defense is giving up just 21 points a game. That's three touchdowns. Hell, we barely get that in a week-to-week basis if we can't score, DK. Mm-hmm. So uh, how do you exploit this team? Get into the quarterback and, and, and taking his legs away from him. He is dynamic moving the ball. As we talk about uh, not running Kenny, right? He knows how to do it, and I'll say this. I've seen him do it more in college, and I've seen him do it more in the NFL than I have with Kenny, which is why I'm pro saying you got to take his legs and and and, and uh, his moves away from him, DK. He is mobile. Um, you attack them. <sighs> Defensively, they solid. They I was going to say there's not a shortcoming there. There's not something where you, like with the Rams last week, I think you could say, all right, the Rams <sighs> – you know, they were 22nd in run defense. Yeah. Now, to their credit, Sean McVay said, all right, I get it. We we suck at run defense, so I'm just going to put five or six bodies up front. And he did. Yeah. It did take a while for Matt Canada and the offense to adjust to that. Yep. Uh, Najee Harris talked about it. It was a little exasperating running into five or six guys uh, yeah. at, the, at, the, at the early part of the game. But then you start throwing around them and over them and spreading them out. And what do you know? It Eventually, it looks efficient. The best thing you do, DK, is take away Travis Etienne's legs. Also, their run attack on him. You've liked him for a long. You liked him going back to Clemson. You really like this kid. I like Travis Etienne, man, for a lot of different reasons. He's shifty. He can be a bell cow, although they have running back by committee. Uh, But you look at he. He's the uh, the 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 will that gets everything going with this team. He just does. Most of the offense goes to him. He's always on the field for the most part. And you got to kind of say to yourself, DK, if you can make this group, the Jacksonville Jaguars, a one-sided team, you got a better chance of making Trevor Lawrence turn the ball over or run around in circles, DK. That is the one thing. You almost have to Baltimore Ravens game plan this group because a lot of the things they do, you got to think the robberies that they've had and where their coach, Doug Peterson, comes from. Is Baltimore centric? It's Philly centric. It, it really is. Sport, yeah, right? mm-hmm. so you got to attack them in those ways. Where I saw us, DK, get kind of torched uh, in that bend but don't break was kind of last week when you have a guy with a talented arm and Trevor Lawrence has a talented arm. Also, the soft zone stuff across the middle. I don't know if it's the linebackers that didn't get deep enough, but I hated either seeing the D line not get to the quarterback or. Uh, Matthew Stafford last week killing us in the soft zones of the defense, man. A team like Jacksonville that has as many weapons as they do, they can, I feel like, hurt you a little bit more. And it's going to be weird saying this, DK, but mm-hmm. they can hurt you a little bit more than what the Rams did. And I think they have a Hall of Fame cal- caliber quarterback. Yeah, I mean, 
well, the Rams also had Cooper Cup and and, and, Nuka, and Puka, Puka and, Nuka, right. and everything else here. I don't know that Trevor's got those kinds of weapons, and I don't believe that he does. I don't know, DK. But they're 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 balanced. Calvin really is coming into it, man. Um, you also got to look at Jamal Agnew being a guy that's for them. Just all in all, Christian Kirk is a speed demon himself. Yeah, he was the one Christian, that reset the the speed. I mean, the wide receiver market. Honestly, yeah, Christian Kirk is the guy that, for, from my perspective, is the one that would be the one that, that would have the best chance of operating well against the Steelers because he's that classic get open possession guy that the Steelers don't really ever have much of an answer for, including, including Nakua. So Raymond comes in with a, Hey Moan says, I'm tired of the blaming Kenny for these slow starts. Run, run pass is what kills us. I watched the first quarter. He completed all his passes that were not third and long context, run, run pass sets us up to fail third and longs. You buy that, Moan? A little bit of it, DK. Yeah, yeah, me too. A little bit of it, but this me is too. also where I said, though, I'm not – me personally, I'm not blaming Kenny. Yeah, man, I V, wow. Uh, I'm not blaming Kenny. Kenny's a part he, – he's a character in the story, okay, Raymond? Where I come from with Kenny is this. If the run isn't working, whether that be because of the running backs running into darkness or the offensive line that can't block, Okay, we can put blame on them. If Kenny's going to be that franchise quarterback that we're used to seeing, he has to be able to make some plays too. That's my portion of it. It's not an entire blame Kenny Pickett segment at all. My point on this is if you are stagnant, what it what golly, it's so unfair to Kenny even say this, DK. It is. If we were ever stagnant, what could we always go to? Seven, throwing the ball and loosening it up a little bit, right? And specifically 84, but yes. And 84. Yeah, I mean, those are some dynamic I mean, guys. There's, there's no, there was no antidote for that for the other teams. Just if, but, you, if, if Ben wanted to hit AB, he was going to hit AB, period. Come on. You, you know what I'm saying? And that's where also, too, Kenny being as young as he is and trying to figure out who's his number one guy at all times, that's where he's got to kind of let him hang a little bit, man, and say, look, this is where I'm going to 70% of the time. Whatever you guys eat after my number one, let's go that route. And that also goes to Matt Canada too. Formulate plans that uh, formulate game plans that that simplify where he's going with the ball first, and have it be good to where it's a winnable situation. There's a lot that kind of goes into it. It ain't blame Kenny. It is an it, it is of the belief to me that if you got a franchise quarterback, DK, always my thing. I never go away from this. Franchise guy supposed to win half the games on his shoulders or legs. The team's supposed to win the rest of them. Always my motto. If Merck knocks us over here with a 49.99 contribution, that's much appreciated. Wow, that's this. that's impressive stuff. Uh, hey, Moan, I appreciate all that you guys do. If the opening game script is so poor, meaning, you know, first couple series, why not just open up in the two-minute, let Kenny start slinging it right away? The conservative nature of what they're doing right off the bat, is infuriating. The 400-yard game stat makes me sick. Well, they're at least getting a little closer on the 400-yard thing. How many weeks has it been since 400 yards? Well, oh, it goes back years. God damn. Yeah, Canada's never had one. Leave this up here for a second because I kind of want to go through this oh, a little he's, bit. Oh, he's earned. He's earned. <laughs> <He's dead. laughs> Take a seat he, real quick. He or she. I'm sorry. Yeah, no he or she. The they. They. Okay. Yeah, they. Pronouns. You know, people deal with those types of things these days. All right. Mm-hmm. Neither is neither here nor there. 
Uh, here's the thing, too, as far as the opening script. The opening script is formulated by all coaches that you deem that they deem, okay, this is great for us. The opening script just ain't a Matt Canada thing or just the offensive coordinator has it. Everybody has some say-so on these things. So you leave out of practice and you kind of say to yourself, this is where we are as a team. This is what's going to do good against this team based on all the film and scouting we've done. These are our top 10. And then we got a top 15 after that or however many plays it is in that original script. Starting off the game with that script is this, though, too. Okay, IV, you can call them, and they're supposed to be successful plays, but I will charge the players on stuff like this sometimes, too. You have to sometimes will, okay, plays to be good for you, for them to work for you, all right? That's always going to be at the forefront of all things that come down to you playing 11-man football. It's everybody has to do their job. Matt Canada can get a whole lot of hell for not calling games in situational moments, but the script is something that has to start off from all the coaches and all the players understanding it. So much so on the call sheet on the night before on the script that they hand us, everybody gets the top 10. It's no secret. It's on them to be successful in those moments right there. And the other portion of this question too is um, the two minutes, starting up the game, right, with two minutes. That sounds good, but if it's quick three and out, three and out, oh, three and so out. it's so bad. It's so bad. It's You're so, so bad. right. <laughs> I love that idea of going two minute, but the reason we were able to do it so often and so well is because we practice it all the time. You can't open up the game and that no huddle pace stuff unless you want to play like my college team, Tennessee, does. But that puts so much more stress on your defense. How did he do that? Did you see that? What's that? The whole Tennessee thing. He just like kind of. Did. Uh, uh, yeah, did you I see did. how he did that? He's like, did. hey, here's a chance to mention Tennessee, everybody. But I, <laughs> Vols, that is, okay? Tennessee Vols. But I say that because that's a college-style thing, that up-tempo, hurry-up offense, DK, but mm-hmm. it screws over the defense so bad if you have a three and out, and then you have another three and out, and that team's up by 14 points. I'm just saying, I, I think, and I think the point that others are making here, not to speak for them, but I happen to share that stance. So it, is that you've got to come out trying something that's a little bit different. If the other team shows you, and McVeigh and the Rams did this, we don't want you to run. We know you're coming here intent on running. We get it. We don't want you to run. If you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us through the air. Okay. And then you go ahead and run anyway. Because what? Yeah, we gotta show how tough we are. We have to establish the run. City Hall. You don't have to establish the run. You need to establish an offense. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do, DK. Uh, and and that's gonna be a um, that's gonna be fascinating because the Jags are a really good test. They're a big test. They got rushers. On the defensive side of the ball, they got a good linebacker core, and they got a team that's motivated with a with a Super Bowl recent Super Bowl coach too. DK, um, I, I got a good one that leads into this weekend. You ready for this one, DK? Let's have it. Uh, one, I got to just go ahead and get this one off the board, DK. They want to say if I'm out, then you got to get BJ in to kind of fill in for me. You cool with that, or will I get fired? It's your show. You could you could get rid of me in two seconds. <laughs> I love our partnership. <laughs> Here's a good one that leads to the weekend, all right, from Katie. Katie goes, hey, Moan, driving up for the weekend to watch the Steelers and Penguins. Am I just wasting gas? Katie, don't ever get you in a box, compartmentalize. You having a good time, 
based on the wins and losses. You go to these events for memories, and you love to get dubs out of them. But you're going there to be a monster nation. Penguins, what do we call them, DK? We're calling them all kinds of bad things right now, so let's just leave them out of the subject. What, 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 you're going to see the Yenzers, okay? Okay. Enjoy the moment of the experience more than the wins and losses of what you're doing. If you're spending your gas money to go to Pittsburgh That's to it. watch both teams, be in that moment of what it actually is. It's an experience. Be in the experience. You're going to probably hear Renegade. You're going to see some ice, some fights. You're going to see all the things that you want to see. That ain't a waste of gas. That's a daggone good time, DK. Yeah, it's it's uh, I joke about this, but whenever we're in a really, really, really Pittsburgh setting, whatever that happens to be, just look around and say, "My people," you know. Yeah, these are my these are my people. I'm here among my people, and 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 that's what I'm telling Katie to do. Like, enjoy those moments right there. Don't base it off the wins and loss. Although I would like to have a dub, but. Uh. Cat yeah. Manita seems stunned that the Penguins are two and four, but then there's always an explanation for these things. It's definitely Matt Canada's fault. <laughs> it's, you know, what well, last night the Dallas took a 3 1 lead and yeah. somebody in the upper deck started the fire Matt Canada chant. Stop. Yeah, over to my left. It didn't, it didn't really catch on, but it was very funny in itself because you could tell they weren't being serious. It's just that was just the natural inclination. Okay, the Penguins can't do anything, they can't score goals, their power plays a mess. And well, there it is. Frozen. It's Mad Canada's fault. Oh, frozen trash is what Sticky B's calling them, man. That is a good one. Now, and you can always come here and say hello to us. You could, you could. You know, absolutely. We're, we're we're doing that too. Uh, Rick P. Rick Rick has a good question for you. I like this. He goes, "Hey, Moan. I saw what people have stated about Joey Porter Jr. that he has to tackle better. Mm -hmm. That play against Nakua is mm -hmm. that teachable, or does it improve over time?" Hear me. Better. Huh? It, it better. It, 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 it get better is what you're saying. It had better improve over time. Yeah, it, it has to. That is a man to a man. Again, that boils down to y'all. Again, the plays are called for you to execute them. That's a man to a man thing that has to happen. And again, I know what you want to say. Well, the coach is supposed to teach that up. They do. They're not foolish enough to not teach guys up in those moments. That's a business decision that Joey Porter Jr. has to make the same way we're talking about uh, Kenny Pickett, having the ability to make plays down the field too, right, DK? Mm -hmm. This ain't a, hey, the coaches suck because Joey Porter Jr. won't tackle or won't cover the way you need him to. That is a him problem. That is a let me embarrass you in front of the entire team if something like this happens again. And I guarantee you that was highlighted, DK. Oh, this is not a, a head coach who's going to say, "Hey, you know what? I've got somebody who's really good in coverage. So let's just let's just leave him be and don't worry about the tackling." This is going to be one of those cases, I believe, that being Joey Porter Senior's son is going to work against the son. It is because you know what I could do the next morning if I'm Mike Tomlin. You know whose video I would put up? I'd Pops. put up fifty-five. Yeah, yeah. Say. And you're backing away from tackles? Come on. You're backing away, and you're related to Joey Porter Sr.? That's not going to hold. A namesake, DK. Oh, my goodness. Come Luis on. says, hey, bro, Moan and Mr. DK, who do you prefer? Mister. Let's say if it's Porter Jr. as a starter to pair up with Pat or Levi. Uh, me, personally, I prefer Pat Pete since any doubts that he might have. Pat and Minka can help. Man, who do I prefer? Uh, let's say starting pair. I I think it probably almost makes sense for Joy Porter Jr. and, and Levi to be out there. And you put 
I think we're starting to see Pat get a little exposed a little bit on the outside, although he is around the plays. That's one thing about Pat Peterson. He He's, knows where to go. He around the plays is mm-hmm. just that he might need to start getting some 93-level guys, DK, instead of 89. Yeah. we got to get some octane in him, man, to be able to close out some plays. That is where you're at with him. I saw you shake your head a little bit. That probably you got a little bit more intel on Levi. Well, it's it's not intel. It just it's it's pretty much confirmed at this point that it is going to be Pat Pete and Joey Porter Jr. Okay. on the outside. Uh, Mike Tomlin came a little close to confirming it. Now, they still have to find answers on the inside. They're still going to move Pat inside on certain plays. But Joey Porter Jr. is going to be on the field now, okay? Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of things to like, including the fact that three times, three times on his watch, Apuka Nakua was covered. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And targeted. And zero catches. Okay? Um, that's a game changer in that second half because Nakua could just keep right on running. And all of these scripts that we saw play out could have been reversed with just yep. one of those catches. Joey Porter Jr. changed that. That's yes, to his did. credit. I don't mean to keep picking on the tackling here. It's just in Pittsburgh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. He can't you know? afford that. No, Ron that's Wilson like one tackled. Uh, Mel Blunt tackled. Ike tackle. Troy Joe, tackle. Joe Hayden tackled. There are no exceptions in the secondary to and tackle. Joe wasn't a tackler like that coming from Cleveland. And Joe used to get hype. You saw him go up to the line of scrimmage and blow people up. That made Joe hype because he I'm understood what it was. I'm a stealer. He did yeah. that, that's, and, and Minka was the same thing. What was the big knock against Minka coming out of my coming here from the Dolphins? Was oh no, he, he doesn't want to be up near the line of scrimmage. Mm. He doesn't want to tackle. Watch Minka play now and tell me that's not a stealer. Dude, and that's what I'm saying. I'm seeing all the comments coming in about Joey Porter Jr. And here's the thing, too. Somebody said this, uh, DK. Well, Dion said he took pride in not tackling. Everybody ain't Dion. Okay? That's one side of it. But the other side of it was this. Dion played on most teams that had dogs on it, too, in their primes. So he can say all that that he wants to. I didn't tackle. Well, he also had other people around him that was doing the tackling for him. Joey Porter Jr. with the role he want to play, he's going to get tacked. And I'll say this, because he plays for the Steelers and there is a mindset you're supposed to be physical. No, DK, that is unacceptable. Mike, uh, Mike Mitchell. I mean, think about the guys, DK. We probably over the years have had more DBs, not guys out of games. Than James Harrison or the oh. D line or linebackers. I mean Ryan Clark alone. I mean, come on. <laughs> RC had one year where I thought he was going to put multiple people in the but, hospital. Dude, I'm gonna write something down here in a second, DK. Hopefully, y'all can read it. Yeah, I'm put I, it up here. And it's it's something that I think we all live by when it comes down to the expectation of this team. Mm, here we go. I just got to do it for theatrics, DK. If you're okay with that, man. It's your show, Foster. I know you keep saying that. Oh, I'm again. <laughs> yeah, that's what you see in the locker room as you walk past those giant raised steel letters. The standard is the standard. And, people, and, by the way, people think I'm making that up. Tell them, Moan. After no, the stadium, it's on the way into the it's, room. It's on the way in, is and it's a full representation, though, DK, of what game day means. Of, of how you're supposed to play when you walk on that field. That's one thing that people will give Coach T crap about, you know, as far as how he teaches his team. Sometimes it does go man to a man, and you got to make the business decisions on your own. But the expectation that you're going to go out there and hold up your end of the bargain, not for just your teammates this year, but for the history of this, the Pittsburgh Steelers, DK, 
physicality is what comes with it. Luke says, hey, Moan, did you ever get flagged for taunting? I could see you being a little bit chippy. Uh, no, nah, I never got flagged for taunting. I got flagged for stuff after the play, pulling helmets off of people, kicking somebody one time, going in the back of somebody's legs. I never got it for taunting. I was a good trash talker, uh, but it never got sideways or anything like that. Sergio wants to know, who was your idol growing up? Uh, my big brother, Renardo. That's a good answer. Hey, I Tell us him. why. Tell us why. Uh, we're 18 months apart, about 18 months apart, number one. Um, everything that he did, I wanted to do. He was a better athlete than me. So I always tried to be better than him. I can say that he ran faster than me, jumped higher than me, DK, and Mm -hmm. was mostly stronger than me. So I chased him, uh, and watch everybody else idolize him was why I chased him too, man. Um, great dude to this day. We talk often, almost every other day. Um, but it also was somebody that was attainable to me. Like to me, seeing him do what he did, I was like, Man, he played. I played football before he did, but like he went to college for football. I gotta go to college for football, right? There you go. He went to the NFL, DK. Guess what? Yep. I gotta go to the NFL. He went undrafted. I went undrafted. Like all those things, man. So that's why I looked up to him. My uncle and granddad also. Perfect, perfect answer. Don Solo says, "How do we assess Kenny's performance if we believe the play calling affects who he is?" I'm sorry. At some point, you got to execute. You got to execute the plays that are there. And, uh, you know, if if this is, again, the part that's maddening about this, everybody, in the fourth quarter, Sunday, in Inglewood, California, this offense, this horrific offense, the worst offense we've ever seen in our lives, (laughs) had 192 yards in one quarter of football, okay, against a team that includes Aaron Donald on the front line. Okay, a team that has some other players on defense, guys who were making plays. Mm -hmm. The Steelers were just that much better than them. That's how you assess it. You don't you got to stop handing uh, excuses or crutches or whatever it is to these guys and just say that this is how it has to be. What did Moan just say is on that sign in the locker room? Standard is the standard. Who's setting that standard? You know who set the standard? Kenny Pickett in the offense, fourth quarter, Inglewood, California. That's your new bar. That's what you can be. Go ahead and be that. AJ Dub comes in. I didn't mean to hijack that that one. You are not a team Canada either. So for you to say it ain't all him, that's some truth for you. Man, he was the coordinator through the whole thing. He even got happy about one of the touchdowns. AJ Dub says, hey, Moan, (laughs) I saw number 77. That, of course, is Broderick Jones make chips that made the defensive tackles unpredictable for Isaac Salomalu, like you had talked about. Costas in the red zone against the Raisins. Nose tackle. I'm glad Mike Tomlin handles his players like they're people, not pieces. Thanks for the $10 contribution, AJ. Absolutely. That's one thing we always say. Sometimes you can help a little bit too much. We just spoke about that earlier, AJ. We spoke about, hey, look, if you only got the B gap, you stay in the B gap. Don't worry about him unless there's some help that needs to be had, Right. Again, I think this team is more or less small item things when it comes to them being better than where they are, right? Like, they've been somewhat good, like be consistently good, and that's what they're striving for right now. And it's not bad to suggest that or want that from them. Again, and just to piggyback real quick off what you said, those plays didn't get pulled out of a hat that Matt Canada just had, you know, on his side. Those plays have been in. Those guys on the field just decided to make plays, DK. Yep. Funny how that works, huh? I mean, it's it's uh 
it, it's it's not all that complicated a process. Bob Schreiner, who always has something good for us, says, do you guys think that the Steelers have saved up on Keanu Benton's snaps to keep him fresher this week? Nah, he doesn't. Just Keanu Benton plays more of a base-style defense. This head coach doesn't save up anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> he just, heck no. He's not. He's not thinking, I'm going to save – how old is Benton? 22 years old? Yeah, I'm not saving really? a 22-year-old kid for it. He doesn't need him to be fresh. <laughs> you better rest in the offseason. No, but to answer, Bob, no. I think that uh, the offensive set that that uh, the Rams were playing kept Keanu Ben off, uh, off the field. You got to think he's more of a run-stopping guy that can pass rush, and you got to look at what Montrevious did and also what Larry O was capable of doing this past Sunday. That's why he was on the sideline. Montravius balled out. Brad Everson says, hey, Moan, do you think Omar Khan is going to be aggressive at the deadline for his first full season as general manager? I got to ask you, were you willing to give up draft-wise to get somebody, and what do you actually need? A corner? Corner. We tried that with Washington last year, and that didn't go too good for us. That's a good point. You know, find somewhere else to cover up a little bit, DK. I ain't willing to give up draft capital right now. And this team ain't that bad to just search for it. Um, they can get hot because of this quarterback. That's where I'm at. Yeah, as Evans points out here, too, Montravius splash stops against the run, but Montravius <laughs> was also solid at the boring stuff in yeah. the middle. Keanu Benton's film after the fact, even though he didn't play all that much, again, impressed people. Now, we seem to be saying this every week, don't we? We no, don't. Keanu, not so many snaps, but everybody thought he was awesome. Why isn't he out there? Just well, stick here, him next to Larry O and Montravius and let him go. You know, here's, here's the other thing, though, too, DK. Um, for a guy that's a rookie backup, maybe that's the role that he's needed to play right now, though, too. Can he handle, you know, 60 plays a game? Or is he better knowing that, look, Montravius and, and Larry O making plays? Good so let's point. put him in so there's no drop-off. We're going to give you more at, over the course of the season. Okay, now here's the thing, too. What month is it, DK? October? Mm-hmm. November. December. Now January football, when it's getting a little colder, a little thicker mm-hmm. outside, and teams want to slow it down and pound the rock a little bit more, we may see him then, okay, a little bit more, but I, I like his role right now. Randy Wagner says, hey, Mo, did any of any team – or any coach anywhere, including in Pittsburgh, ever apologize for not drafting you? Nah, eleven not. year, eleven year starter in the National Football League. Not one person said, "Man, Moan, we blew it." Uh, it seems that probably thought it after they saw they played against me, but nobody came up to. I'll, I'll tell you what I've gotten in my career and afterwards too. As an undrafted guy, you try to find your way. You don't know what you are and what what representation you are, right? DK, unless you have mm-hmm. a year, unless you have a career like James Harrison. Hell, everybody knows who he is, right? What I've found is this. The respect that I had for my play while I was playing resonated farther, further than I ever thought it was. It was guys that run into me and be like, man, bro, I loved your style. I was like, dude, you're a young dude. How you know me? It's been times where other coaches were like, hell of a player. And it wasn't one of those, hey, start a conversation. Uh, there was a lot of respect for my play. The draft kind of goes the way it does with those types of things. If anybody should have been apologized, you would have probably thought Pittsburgh because, hell, they could have just got me in the third that year. But – the game is what it is. Some people will probably even tell you, no, you should be thanking the Pittsburgh Steelers because they took a chance on you. There's a lot. I, I, the process is the process. And how it they is. acquire you to them, by and large, when, when I've spoken with 
general managers and executives, and this is across sports, they don't, Randy, express a whole lot of regret when it comes to drafts. Um, they take the draft and all acquisition processes so seriously yeah. and so much to heart that the last thing you're going to see is them saying, well, we really blew it with Jarvis Jones. It's just not going to happen. Exactly. It's just they just don't. That's not dialogue that they engage in publicly. It's not something that they think makes them look or, for that matter, feel any better yeah. about anything that they're doing. Now, do they talk about it internally? Yes. What did we, what went wrong here? Okay. Yeah. Uh, did we did we get somebody who was too small for that position? Right. You know <laughs> okay. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's, it's those types of things. I've had a bunch of talks with Kev and Coach Tomlin about my process. Um, the 40 time is what did me in. I ran a five, five and a five, six, trying to play tackle in the NFL. So you got to say to yourself, I ain't really played guard in college, but they knew I could play and I played a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Right. DK. Mm -hmm. And with that being the case, they knew, look, sign him or get him in. And if he proves himself, which I did, oh, we got a high return on, on a low investment. So it was a bunch of that. And, uh, I've, I think we had this live on the show, but I talked to uh, Kev about a player too that everybody missed on Tom Brady. I think he did it when me and Kev did that conversation. And uh, asked Kev like, "Well, how? Why did you guys miss? How? What happened then? How did everybody?" He was like, "It was a film. We didn't watch the film. Nobody watched the film. Every play that he made in Michigan, every throw that he made at Michigan, it's the same stuff that he was doing in New England." It's details, which is why I also think that scouting department has a higher success rate to find uh, diamonds in a rough than others because they actually watch the play of players. Oh, boy. Luke wants to get a shutdown for the day here. Oh, oh my God. It is hump day. How y'all let me start off like this, man? We've been going on rants all day, DK. I, for one, blame Glenn Thomas. I want to be the first person to blame Glenn Thomas for something. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, everybody wants to blame. I got one. I want to get out the way real quick, DK. Go ahead, uh, this one. Demond's asked me this one. Yes, I am a noob. I'm a cap. I'm a cap alpha size my fraternity. My line number was number nine. My line name was Kilimanjaro. Miro Springo 6. What Brent are Wood you talking about? 2011. What uh, my are you fraternity. talking about? I don't even know what this my means. My fraternity, <laughs> man. My line name was Kilimanjaro. Get it? The mountain in Africa? In Tanzania. Yeah, in Tanzania. Yeah, Tanzania. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Kilimanjaro. Yeah, I was there once. Were you? I spent, I spent three months there, yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. yeah my, awesome. fa my, my father was an ambassador for the former Yugoslavia, and he was he was stationed in East Africa. So I went and spent uh, a few months over there with him. I was like 10 years old. Look at you, man. Just uh, out here. Just world traveled, DK. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got quite the legacy in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Yinzer says, it's your show, Moan. Why do you keep asking DK's permission? Come on, man. It's weird. <laughs> DK, <it's laughs> because you know me, I'm a partnership type guy. If DK is happy, I'm happy. And I just like to mess with DK about, hey, if you're cool with this, yeah, I know it. I know. We bounce everything off each other that we, we do. do here. Yeah, we it's do. <laughs> everything. Uh, here's another good one, too, DK. Well, it's a statement, not even a uh, question of, hey, Mo. Hey, I think the Jags will be a good measure. It is. Jacksonville has the seventh best record in the National Football League. Pittsburgh has the eighth best record in the National Football League. If the playoffs 
began right now, and they don't. Yeah. But if they did, the matchup in the AFC would be Pittsburgh versus Jacksonville. I don't know how much more measuring stick you can get in late October than this, but you know, the Jaguars have also won four in a row. They they've played efficiently. They've played a, a balanced way. There's you're you're not gonna find guys over the course of this coming week where everyone's fixated on any one thing, other than maybe Trevor, because of the you know, Trevor, he's he's got right. a high profile. But you're not going to say, oh, no, the vaunted Jaguars fill in the blank. It's not going to be there. No, they, they got a squad, man. And, uh, of course, like you said, I follow them. They probably will win the AFC South, man. They got some guys that can get after quarterback. Heck, Josh Allen already has seven sacks on the season, too. Not the quarterback, the defensive end. They, they got a good tandem with some good defensive linemen. And I'll say this, too. Uh, it ain't even Friday, DK. I almost feel like it's doggone game day, man. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> this this interior group is going to be tested also. They got some bullies up the middle, okay, that will try to push Mason Cole, James Daniel, and Isaac Silmalo around. That's going to be an even bigger test right there. Battle of the hair flips, says TJ. I like this one here. <laughs> there it is. See that? Yeah. I think yes, Trevor's got Kenny lapped on that one. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, no question doubt. about that. All right, guys. All the time we have, kind of. Right, so for the day, yeah, kind of for the day, kind of maybe. Kind My of. teeth are clean. <laughs>
to forfeit some of those coverages against Puka Nakua. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. Man. It's uh, still most important for it a is, corner yeah. to cover. And yeah. I'll take that as his primary with tackling being a secondary, right, DK? Mm-hmm. Good with that, man. Exactly. All right, everybody. Luke says peace out. I echo that. Good people. Enjoy this Wednesday, man. We yep. almost to the weekend, y'all. Yep, we'll do it tomorrow. No doubt.